boy. Hello, it's me, the most grating voice in queer horror comedy since Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, it's so early, you guys. I don't know why I decided to record this little note in the morning, but oh man, I'm tired. It's it's really only like 1 p.m. in the morning or something, and I'm not ready to do this, but I have to tell you that there are some weird editing issues with this episode because it was recorded over the course of two nights when my Zoom app decided to not work. But luckily, Annie Maniscalco is a queen and decided to record with me over the course of two nights. Um, you will hear the weird editing jumps because I made a funny little sound during one of them and decided to use that as the stinger for all of them. So when you hear this scream or wail or whatever you want to call it, no, that's how you know that you're about to jump to part two or part three or whatever the fuck part we decided we were on. Also, I'm talking now to implore you to, sorry, I'm not talking, I'm shouting at you. Uh, I want to implore you, nay, shamelessly guilt you into visiting my Patreon, liking, subscribing the podcast on whatever platform you use, leave a nice review, leave a bad review, but only if it's funny, and just in general, follow me around uh, on Twitter, not on the sidewalk. I prefer it if you just follow me around online, not in person. And uh, just, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to my Patreon, The Gag Spookcast on Patreon, and... The gag, a spook cast, wherever you get your spoop casts. I hope you enjoy the episode. It's about the Babadook and Amy Maniscalco's so fucking funny. So please enjoy. I love you. Stay safe. Stay inside. And if you're going to go outside, wear a mask with an animal on it so that we know you're not a crazy person. Thank you. And I love you. everybody and welcome to the gag a spoof cast where i joshua simon talk about gay horror things like zombies pooping rainbows um with some of my spoofer special guests to figure out why we are all gagging on these horror movies even while we're in quarantine um and my spoofer special guest uh, all the way from chicago she's a brassy chanteuse and she's here to to fuck shit up, ladies and gentlemen, you know her, you love her. It's Amy Maniscalco. How are you? Hello, I'm wonderful. Thank you for that intro. Oh my God, I, I'm gonna put that on a business card someday. Do you not consider yourself a brassy chanteuse? No, I've just never honestly been given that high of a compliment oh. in an introduction. That's well, fantastic. I've, I've heard you called many scallops before. Yes, that is yes. a nickname I've heard. That is um, pretty widespread. Maniscalops and uh, Maniscalcrow are the two. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some like reaches, but those two are the best. Um, I think most clever, at least. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Real clever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like uh, my. Why don't people call coach? you Lil Sebastian? You're a comedian and you're short, <laughs> so they can call you Lil Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, you would be amazed by how many people ask me if I'm related to him. Um, I'm assuming to you're Sebastian. not. 
I'm not. Um, and Darn. I knew that because I know, right? Like, oh my god, that was genius. <laughs> but no, he's like he's Sicilian, so I knew that we weren't related. But then <laughs> I started reading his uh, autobiography, and the whole first chapter is about how he like it's all about his passion for food and how much he loves eating. And I read that, and I immediately called my dad, and I was like, "You sure?" I think we're related. <laughs> no, it's relatable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think he's my dad, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I have some really bad news for you, Dad. Yeah, um, I think, I think I might yeah. be Sicilian. Shit. Um, <laughs> Surprise. Oh my goodness, I got asked that about Neil Simon all the time for some reason. I used to call him Uncle Neil, but then I had to stop because people would actually look at me and and give me like the side eye, and I'd be like, No, of course. Do you know how many <laughs> Jews there are? There are so many Simons. Are you kidding oh my me? God. I mean, yeah, no, had these people never met somebody with the last name Simon before? I don't know. Maybe they were from the South. <laughs> not a lot of, Fair. Not a lot of Simons is, down there. Midwest, too. That's one thing here. You can't get, can't get a, a good bagel here. No bagels? No bagels in Chicago? There are Jews in Chicago. There are Jews in Chicago, but mm, they're just, I mean, I'm used to the East Coast, and, you know, there's, God. New York bagel mm -hmm. so it's all right yeah because uh, they uh <laughs> what do they do they kettle boil them and well no one's oh, getting New York yeah. bagels anytime soon <laughs> that is fair um, I mean except for New Yorkers because they're still all the re I think all the restaurants are still serving food in New York I, I, think, I think yeah everybody that I've talked to there said that has said that the streets are just like completely empty, empty. In New York. yeah but people are still delivering <sighs> or still doing takeout so you can yeah. still get so you can still get bagels better than <laughs> everywhere else you can, oh my god yes you're gonna be wearing your mask and yeah. looking at like ambulances in a convoy going by and being like hey we might all be dying but at least the, we still got the world's best bagels here in New York City <laughs> only like, in, fuck you Boston only in New York City best. yeah we still we have more cases too. We more people on vents than you guys, so fuck you, Boston. Oh, you know what? The Yankees and the Red Sox might not be playing, but we're still fucking beating you guys. They may have canceled sports for the next ten years, but fuck you, Boston. We got bagels. Oh boy. Oh God. Good to laugh, man. Is it, Good is it still too soon to make? jokes about how shitty New Yorkers are when they're when they're really going through it right now. I mean, I live there no. for a time, but of course. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 because you know that it's just going to continue forever. And also, you know what, they're doing better than the rest of the country they right now. They are. The, the only reason their numbers are so high is because they're actually testing people, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we can laugh, but... Um, that New York's they're holding laughing it down. Exactly. Yeah. Have you spoken oh, to yeah, a lot of friends out there? Um, I have. I've also spoken to a lot of friends who, like, um, like the second this started, were like, nope, I'm going home. Uh -huh. And uh, the friends who I've talked to who are still in New York are like, yeah, I should have done that immediately. Um, because, I, yeah, it's like I can't just, leave now. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what is Chicago like? Are you under lockdown or shelter-in-place orders? Yeah, we are. Under yeah, Chicago or Illinois? 
decree? Um, Illinois, actually. Um, okay. Which, I mean, Chicago is so different from the whole rest of the state. Um, so I don't really know what's going on outside of Chicago, to be honest. Wait, Pritzker <laughs> is... J.B. Pritzker mm-hmm. is the governor? Yes, J.B. Pritzker. Didn't a woman... At a at a lockdown protest, show like a sign with like Auschwitz concentration camps motto next to his name, like saying that oh his God. lockdown order was just like putting <laughs> people in concentration camps. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but are you serious? I think yeah, I think it was in Illinois where I I, I definitely saw that this this was oh news. There God. was a woman with an Auschwitz sign outside. It, outside city hall with a, a protest sign that just had the um german for work sets you free which was adorning the auschwitz concentration camp and then she oh, was like and then she God. was like you know some of my best friends are jewish so this is an ant- i'm just i'm just making a i'm just making an i'm just equating it and we're like that's the problem janine <laughs> What do you think? Like, do you think the reporter was like, "Oh, well, never mind, shalom." Like, oh right. Oh well, I thought you had never met a Jew in your life, and you were just doing this for fun, and then you were just gonna <laughs> waltz away, whistling the sh- theme to Schindler's oh List. <laughs> dummy. I mean, people are being so dumb. It's it's only been two months, and people have gone fucking insane. Oh my god, absolutely. Well, it just, I mean, it just, the people who are protesting because they want to get their hair done or their nails done, oh that, oh, that is a new level of privilege and selfishness yeah. that I just can't even, yeah. I know, oh, I'm so sorry, your life must be so hard. I, whew, I mean, I know as a bald person, it hasn't bothered me in a while doing my own hair, um, <laughs> Because I still don't do my own hair. I get my fiancé to do it for me. And he's bald as well. So neither one of us really knows what we're doing. But we do know how to use a pair of clippers. And luckily, hair isn't a big deal for us. But even if it were, we'd cut our own fucking hair. Yeah. We'd watch a YouTube video. Like, come on. Google's free for you. Dude, you you hit the jackpot. A bald fiancé? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I ordered, um, like, cutting shears on Amazon. I'm still waiting for them to come in, but um, luckily I'm friends with, yeah, right? And I'm I'm friends with my uh, um, hair stylist, so um, I was just like, hey, can I just Zoom you, and we'll just kind of get together. Will you walk me through this, and I'll (laughs) then know you? (laughs) Exactly, that is exactly what What's your rate for step-by-step instructions? (laughs) Oh, wow. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of her like, no, 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 no not no, no. like that. Okay, no, no, you're not supposed to stab yourself in the neck with the scissors. <laughs> I'm like profusely bleeding, and I'm like, is this right? I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'll look fabulous when I come yeah. out of it. With we'll, like be that, we'll be at that face. Zoom funeral going, her hair looks <laughs> amazing. <laughs> How did she get it that amber color? Oh, blood? Blood is what did it? Okay. Blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's her secret. What? What's her secret? Well, every night she stabs herself in the neck. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just a lot of iron, you know? Yeah. It's good for the hair. Really good for fortifying. <laughs> We're gonna, oh we are, we God. are, we are mere, like, we are a week away from seeing that as, like, a new oh Pantene commercial because everyone is really, <laughs> whew, 
trying to keep from going stir crazy yeah right oh my god exactly it'll be that it'll be like a pantene commercial but everything will be in like black and white and it'll be like this many deaths so far like um the economy is suffering and then it'll be like a woman like stabbing herself in the neck and be like pantene we're here for you (laughs) that'll be they don't even mention hair (laughs) there's nothing about hair (laughs) and we're like like, wow commercials are getting really all (laughs) it's very (laughs) did Megan Stalter do this commercial Jesus (laughs) this is the new normal okay people I've been hearing the new normal so much and I want it to stop but I don't want I don't want to go back to uncertain times We've oh moved my on from uncertain <laughs> times, and we've moved forward in our advertising. That's how we're going to measure time when this is yeah, over. Yeah, it's in advertising. It's in yeah. advertising. It's like, which era uh, did you, you know, get in that huge fight with your boyfriend? Was it the uncertain <laughs> times uh, portion of quarantine or the new normal portion of quarantine? Which you could also measure by how far you are willing to go to get toilet paper. Like, would would you have maybe physically fought someone at that point or like, did was you it get like... a subscription to the sears catalog like <laughs> how desperate were you <laughs> oh my god did you look up sky mall is that where you were <laughs> wait you can still go to sky mall i would imagine uh it's a website right didn't they close mm, please hold i'll look this up oh my goodness i I thought it was a big deal when they closed. Oh, oh it, people it were exists. like, oh no, it still exists. Skymall, skymall.com, absolutely. Oh, that makes me happy. Uh huh. That'll you get can me get through your... the next week. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I actually will probably be. I mean, you can get your own mini hidden camera radio box with motion detect- detection and night vision. So, what more could you need, um, you know? what do you need a camera for like do you want (laughs) to know if like a bear is peeing on you as you sleep what the hell (laughs) what happens i was like why would you i would like i was like why would you have this in your house like why would you put a a a camera alarm clock in your bed in your bedroom while you're sleeping but maybe you're supposed to take it camping or traveling with you but at the same time why do you want a camera well for a clock hope it doesn't so i wonder if it like uploads to the clock itself or if it like streams the video somewhere because that could be very creepy like a gift mm. i am mm. oh yeah you send them a gift and then you're like i just some pictures <laughs> <laughs> and it's you really with nice a bottle tonight. of canteen stabbing yourself in the neck <laughs> and that's the commercial and that's it sky mall <laughs> it's the commercial for sky mall <laughs> See, that's the weird thing is that the only things that are filming right now are commercials and they're all being filmed from people's houses and being edited together. But it's so weird how that industry does never needed an office and it still doesn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that is strange. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood shut down except for the version you can see on Netflix right now. I just saw Oh, that. my God. It is so good i'm only one episode in and i'm like okay well as a gay man it would not be patriotic of me not to watch patty lapone get her fuck on you know <laughs> yes oh my god and the whole time like that i was watching patty i was like 
is she is she acting or is like is, no. is this just her she's just embodying finally oh, ryan murphy gave her a a worthy vehicle oh my god right yeah she's just being who she always was meant to be oh okay. she's phenomenal are you watching anything else or leaning into anything binging anything old comforts new comforts keeping you sane you know um i have been watching the star wars movies which just because really the yeah um may the fourth um just happened um yeah yeah that so um, (laughs) i'm i've been doing that um and pretty much um anything that i get into it's whatever my roommates are into so um like my one roommate loves community so i've been really into that lately um yeah yeah uh Pretty much whatever, like whenever I stumble into the living room and they're watching something, that is what I start binging. <laughs> Sweet. So you guys have something to watch together. Yeah. Aww. It's a fun little community activity. Are they, they're the only people you see every week. Or rather, them, <laughs> and your, them and your coworkers. Them and my coworkers, yeah. Pretty much. And I mean, in my office, there's like four of us still going in. Um so it's really funny like whenever anybody because I sit at the front so whenever anybody walks in it's like you know somebody that normally I'd be like oh hey good morning now it's like hey what are you doing tell me about everything in your life please human connection please (laughs) are your roommates hunkered down are are you their only human connection as well wow they both do have significant others I mean if you're going out people are going out now but they're wearing masks and they're staying six feet away from people yeah and we're going to just have to keep doing that yeah it's um the one thing is like here in chicago they shut down all of the parks and um the lakefront and the beaches and everything because there was we had uh, maybe a week of really nice weather in april and everyone was outside all the time which obviously is the opposite of what we want to happen Um, (laughs) but um yeah need to get out and get some sun i mean what are they gonna do watch tv my god (laughs) yeah but i mean since then um i feel like people have been pretty great about it hunkering down and everything yeah although you will see the occasional gay circuit party on snapchat (laughs) i literally oh no i saw no it's it really happened (gasps) it was it it uh I think it was over the weekend there was just some Instagram story that was making the rounds of just this OnlyFans guy at this circuit party. I don't really know the full story. I, no. I'm very far removed. I've never been oh. invited to a circuit party, I don't think. <laughs> uh I don't I think wonder I have either, the, honestly. I wonder what those invitations look like. <laughs> like is it oh my god i have so many questions is it a card is it embroidered like what what is the level of, what is the spending range i think you just get a tiny little bottle of poppers in, in front of your door and you just kind of snort it up and then a tiny little angel appears to you and tells you the address and time of the party that's what i'm assuming sings it to you yeah sings it to you and it's beth, Eth- beth ethel merman of course Oh my god, of course. That's, that's how they have to do it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Did anything turn uh, you gay this week? I ask all my honestly, guests if anything turned them gay. Oh my god. Well, 
thank god i honestly um hollywood is my answer to that it's uh turned me gay um some some people on there might have turned me a little straight i oh, mean no. just those i mean that cast is just stunning across the board oh my god it's upsetting yeah 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 <laughs> I, I there was a moment where someone was like, you think you're pretty and you can just make it in Hollywood because you're pretty without training? And I'm like, that's exactly how it works. No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was my computer. She just, he, they, I don't know why I'm gendering my computer. <laughs> they decided to just, <laughs> they were like, Josh, you don't need to be talking about this right now. Too much virus talk. <laughs> like, I can't. Goodbye. I was like, we were about to change the subject. We were talking about Hollywood and Patty LuPone's Patty the Pussy. God, oh my God. And okay, so it's so funny. So the last thing you said is um, that like somebody is like, well, you can't just show up to Hollywood and be pretty and be pretty. expect to. It's, yeah, and that, that's I'm, how it works, though. Yes, and I'm pretty sure that like later in that series, I, I if I'm thinking of the right person, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what that character does. So <laughs> it might Perfect. be. I mean, I mean, they use they use uh, sex work to get in the door. But once they do that, their looks take them farther than oh my they God. have any right to go. <laughs> it's the American no, dream. Honestly, <laughs> I think oh, uh, so I think Jeremy Pope is really good as the oh, screenwriter. God. Yeah, I think that Dylan He's... McDermott is a hoot. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I that they make him older and somehow he still becomes sexier yeah i mean mm, my god and then i mean patty they can't Duh. do anything to bill and mcdermott to make him less sexy they made him that's true. a damn murderer three times on american <laughs> horror story and people were still like murder me daddy yeah. <laughs> and i'm like, like where do i sign up yeah i know i mean we all want to get murdered by dylan mcdermott oh. that's just where we're at in 2020 Oh my God! Yeah, right. You know what? Better than some alternatives. So why not go out with a bang? You know. Right. I mean, <laughs> before I uh, before I got into Hollywood, um, I was I convinced my fiance to watch Alice in Wonderland with me, but not <gasps> the Disney version, the 1985 version, <gasps> which is a two part mini series. With oh. literally every celebrity from 1985 is in this thing, like Shelley Winters, Carol Channing. Oh my God, Carol Channing! Donald O'Connor. The show. You you know you remember this? Oh You've God, yes. This. I think also don't I have Frank Burton to thank for uh, telling you to watch this? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> shout shout out to that wonderful man. That wonderful because, man. Oh my gosh, it's. Jam tomorrow. Jam, jam tomorrow. Yesterday. Jam yesterday is a great it's song. Jam today. Oh my god, that clip! Like, I wish I could go back. Like, I wish I had a count for how many times I've watched that, especially like in college. This, that would just be I playing. I need my jam tomorrow video. Oh my god, and the her weird like wiggly finger in it. Oh my god, she and is doing she, some know, choreo and. <laughs> And none of it was choreographed. <laughs> Whatever no, I it was. Feel like, I feel like she was cast 
and then and they were like, like be careful. It was children? just like Patty. It was just like Patty uh, in in this. They were just like, be yourself, and the world yes. will follow. <laughs> no, no. Oh boy. <laughs> Where should we start? <laughs> oh my it's, god. We should We're... probably say that this episode I'm I'm looking forward to how I'm going to splice it together because <laughs> it's being it's it's this episode is made up of parts recorded on different days. My Zoom decided to be a little bitch at 10 p.m. on the dot. And so we're recording over the course of two days. Three but parts. You know what? Maybe I'll release them in three parts. <laughs> I love that a three part release. Good There's Lord. um I will say I think you know we're another day older, another day wiser. We are. I think this is good for everyone. Yeah, we we we've had more time to stew over Grimes and Elon Musk's baby. Oh yes. And, um Kyle. Adele. Kyle. They named it that yeah. weird thing on the internet just to turn around and name him Kyle. That's what that stands for. I didn't know until today. Uh, and I, to be completely honest, only know because it was on a meme. Um, uh, and if it wasn't for that, I would have no idea what that meant. Honestly, I don't know that I'll ever know what this baby's name is. I'm never going to meet that baby. <laughs> that is very true. I'll never actually I learn its name? have this problem. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh, poor Kyle. Uh, it can't be easy. No, just kidding. That kid's life is like set out for him. He's uh he's gonna do great. Yeah, we have had time to stew over Adele's weight loss. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Which mean... is weird because you know, as long as she's happy, it's great, but oh man. Yeah. The obsession with celebrity <laughs> weight loss has always baffled me. Yeah. And also I don't know. When I was very young, somebody said this to me and um I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's bullshit, but you know, whatever. Um, but we had this teacher who was like, frankly, like fat and jolly mm -hmm. and like the sweetest woman. And then she lost a ton of weight and got really mean. <gasps> and yeah. And somebody said that like, well, yeah, that's how it goes. So all I'm saying, all of that said, that's not always the case, but if it is the case in Adele's, yeah, situation. I hope that she is okay. Yeah, I said that I couldn't tell if she was happy in any of those pictures because we're used to seeing fat Adele and so skinnier <laughs> people just look inherently more miserable. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't tell. That is so true. And also like Adele, I don't know, even when she's like laughing and stuff, knowing her music, knowing what she writes about, it's just like, she's always been oh, are you okay yeah i mean she's always been sexy like effortlessly sexy the her, the voice the way she moves she's always been this like smoky-eyed glamour mm -hmm. sex goddess and i don't understand why why now that she's skinny she suddenly has more i don't want to say worth but but the the culture around celebrity weight loss again yeah and I think that it's a lot of, um, I don't know, I, I feel like there's this 
feeling like you were saying the culture around celebrity celebrity weight loss is that there's this feeling of like accomplishment like yeah she did it like she could do it right and, and i'm like uh, she has how many grammys and this is exactly. her yeah don't treat this like it's her biggest accomplishment I, exactly like this is not uh, oh my god she's just yeah. worth so much more than that that why is this what people are losing their minds over you know we we shouldn't even be talking about it Let, we should cancel ourselves <laughs> yeah we we're should, out we haven't even talked about the movie yet oh my gosh and I we're on part so three so excited. we should probably start <laughs> Part three, here we go. And as I've oh, always said, part gosh. three of, uh, of Friday the 13th is where it really gets gets going. I love Friday the 13th. I think that that three. is, I think that's um, the same with Rocky as well. Really? In I've all great seen, series. I've never seen Rocky. Anything. Honestly, I if I wasn't from Philadelphia, I never would have seen any of them. Oh, you're from Philly? I didn't know that. I am. Yeah, Philadelphia. Oh, love wonderful. Love our hoagies. Absolutely. <laughs> um, would you ever watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie? Because you said you want you like horror when it has a point, and that's why you chose Babadook. Yes, so I do. Um, I would if it was like with a group or mm -hmm. something like that. If it's campy, but I exactly love that, especially yeah, the older ones. Mm. T totally like love eighties horror movies. If I'm like with a bunch of people and we're drinking and all of that. But like if I was to sit down and watch a movie myself, mm -hmm. probably not, would not choose. And that is why you chose 2014's <laughs> The Babadook as our, Babadook! as our gay icon of the day. Is yes, so <laughs> absolutely. Also, I would love to thank you because I was kind of certain that um when you said queer movie and i said baba duke you were going to be like you know what never mind let's just oh my goodness <laughs> i'm sorry i asked maybe oh wow such like a ridiculous i i just love this whole story so much about why baba duke is the queer icon that we've yeah. all needed I mean, it started off as a meme that was probably photoshopped, and yet immediately queer people were like, "No, we can totally uh, co-opt this. Like, we we are we're gonna make this work. Like, it's." Yes. I mean, anything that like, makes straight people mad. Yeah, right. And I love. Oh my god. So yeah, started with the meme, then moved to Netflix. Um, mm -hmm. Adding to LGBTQ. Well, and that then, was the meme. They thought that that was a photo. It's likely that that was a photoshop job because netflix <gasps> denies that they ever did it they're denying God, i it. really i hope that there is some soul at netflix that is like will go to their death like no i did it i did it I, and I i'm not it. mad about it i watched that movie and i said <laughs> this is for me and i'm yeah. gay it's going in the rainbow section of netflix oh my god i i love that so much and just how the world like took it and ran with it i mean well they really did but it also lends itself to that i mean baba duke is a snappy dresser he's always obsessed with a silhouette oh he loves a hat loves a hat loves a hat loves the drama oh there's so occasionally much. still quite the misogynist mm -hmm. gay men oh, can absolutely. be terrible misogynists sometimes <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah yeah he uh he kind of fits the bill an outcast mm -hmm. which i think is like 
there was some some person working at Netflix who saw him. And he lives in somebody's basement. <laughs> yes, locked in the basement, locked in the closet. I mean, well, I'm just thinking that most you know most gay people are you know poor and living in basements somewhere. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know why I said right that. <laughs> You know that I stereotype of gay people that they all live in basements? Yeah, you know, that old song and dance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I am literally living in a basement right now. Well, I mean, it's a garden unit apartment, but In uh, Chicago, are you downtown? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I am in Wicker Park, which is like this cute little hipstery neighborhood oh. uh, close to downtown. Yeah. Is that a Josh Hartnett movie? There's, yes there's a, oh I never watched god that's it. a deep cut wow I'm, trying to start, <laughs> I'm sorry i'm trying to start the time up again oh boy oh boy so 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 the babadook lives in the basement oh yeah and wh- oh my god um what else about yeah, the babadook just, makes him a gay icon oh my god there's so much um let me pull this up okay um openly gay an affinity for hats and drama of course well, you know who loves um, drama? That little boy. He loves drama. He wants to be a magician. Oh, when, my gosh. When Bob and Duke, I love that actor. The little boy or the, yes. the lead? The, the little boy. Yeah, he's great. Oh, that little boy. Because a, a child actor can, like, make or break a movie, and I think that he made this movie. I think so, too. I was afraid to watch it again because I remember hating him at certain points. really but that's kind of the point he's yes. he's a he's a very troubled child he should be yes. a handful Which, and also he should be troubled i mean um should we just jump Seriously. right into this plot sure i mean this this movie is about trauma it, which is oh another God. reason queer people co-opted it so readily <laughs> yes. we love Everybody unpacking our trauma in dramatic <laughs> ass ways all the queer people were like, mm, yes, mm, I can yeah, see this. Relate. Hard relate. This is big. It's a production. I like it. Mm, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and especially, I mean, this kid, he's about to turn seven. And for the first seven years of his life, his mom has been denying, like, that. they don't have a birthday on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, because, or a party on his birthday. Yeah. They have a car accident on the way to the hospital. This is how the movie starts, so I'm not spoiling mm-hmm. anything. And her husband dies in the car a- in the accident on the way to the hospital for her to give birth. And it's seven years later, and she has this child. And there's so it's obvious because the director Jennifer Kent and the actress Essie Davis um, do a really beautiful job of doing this. But it's so obvious that there's something under the surface that she really hasn't unpacked about all this. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean from the beginning too um he tries to give her a hug and she yells at him she snaps at him Mm. and the beginning you're just watching her trying to hold it together so much which also i mean you know throughout the movie we rarely see her yes yeah and single parent and i mean even her work situation is really bleak she works in the dementia ward Mm -hmm. of a nursing home which is hard um and uh yeah she's holding it together but also it makes you wonder like how long has she been doing this pattern like all six years of just trying desperately to keep things together or i mean birth is traumatic enough that so many people so many moms who deal with 
birth and, and young children have this postpartum depression. And when your husband <laughs> dies on the way to the hospital, oh can God. you imagine the postpartum? I mean, every movie like this could easily be solved with like some therapy. Um, <laughs> Highly recommend. But luckily for <laughs> uh, our entertainment, you know, no, nobody in a... <laughs> No lead in a horror film is about trauma is going, mm, I should really just call my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and a um, movie. I, I should really just Zoom with uh, Kathy real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I can deal with it. Oh, my God. Which is, I mean, hey, another perk of quarantine. Therapist is right on Zoom. Love that. Is it? <laughs> I, I, is therapy better on Zoom or is it even harder on Zoom? I, I think it's, I like it because, like, I'm, um, like, sitting on my bed, basically. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me just open up about everything. I mean, rather um, than therapy, um, se- oh, my goodness. Did I just forget her name? Amelia. Amelia. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. I wanted to say Sarah, <laughs> but that's somebody else. I mean, Amelia... <laughs> Amelia confides in her sister, but it becomes quite clear that her sister's a terrible person. Oh my god. And she says, I love in their first scene together. Yes. In their first scene together, she says, like, I just want what's best for you. And it's like Mm -mm. just the way she says it is like, I want what's best for me, which is you getting your shit together. Right. Like you're becoming a burden to me. And uh, And we all know someone like that in our own families. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, and I, I get but that. But she has I mean, no one else. No, no, and that's hard. And then, I mean, Claire just keeps on getting worse and worse throughout the film. Um, but that one scene, uh, they're at the birthday party, and it's a bunch of moms. Oh, my gosh. I'm going a little bit out of order here. That's but, fine, because oh. she rips every single one of those suburban housewives a new butthole. And I love oh. As she should. I mean, the one suggests that she's like, like, do it. Drag them. Drag them. (laughs) And she does it so cleanly. Gay. (laughs) No. Gay culture. Gay. (laughs) She just destroys them in an instant. I've seen drag queens do it. (laughs) So, okay, this is kind of throwing me down a rabbit hole. So, one of the huge things, this whole movie is just so full of symbolism yeah um i mean that's like honestly the it point can get heavy-handed at point but i don't really care mm-hmm. when it's this beautiful when it, the story yes. and the filming is as beautiful as it is the allegory gets a little ham-fisted at times but the symbolism mm-hmm. is fun to unpack exactly and there's so much so even this scene that we're talking about with all the moms mm-hmm. uh it's a children's birthday party and all of the moms and most of the kids are all wearing black as if it's a mm-hmm. funeral they say it's a princess party, and I and I was thinking that this would be the most disappointing princess party I've ever been to. They didn't yeah, even try. Yeah, there's a mine. The I moms mean, didn't on. even dress up. Yeah, <laughs> there's. I mean, the little girl whose birthday it is is wearing a tiara, so I guess you know. But there's that's it. There's no glitter. There's a mine. That's the entertainment at a princess party. Even the clown is in black and white. Oh my god! It's. <laughs> It, the most it, depressing children's party. I know. It does bring to mind, though, that often in this movie, the only it's a very gray movie. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. the only color that we get is, like, the shock of Essie Davis's blonde hair 
and mm-hmm. the rosiness of her cheeks and then the very pale pink that she always seems to be wearing. She's always wearing yeah. this pale pink and, and it's muted, but sometimes it's the only thing that isn't in gray shadow on screen. Yeah. But I think it's also pretty telling that that is the color scheme of their entire house as well. Um, no color, no light. Um, even even, uh, the, even the vagina in the kitchen wall <laughs> is like bugs kind of. Oh, talk about symbolism. I know, right? I mean, the entire first part of the movie, she is like watching people make out and obviously like has not oh, touched another human. It's so horny. Years. I felt terrible oh, for her. God. And then the one time Might be too hard for some people right now. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. You're right. The little the kid runs in and screaming. Oh my God. Honestly, the scariest moment of the movie is when she's just trying to masturbate. And you know as soon as a, as a woman starts masturbating in a horror film, something is not going to end well. But you oh, see no. the kid wake up. So you're already like, oh, oh, fuck. He's going to walk in on his mom using the back massager. And I don't want, I don't want that for either of them. It was so stressful. God, yeah. I, um. I do appreciate, though, how the second that he jumped up and scared her, it just magically turned off. I was like, good, good for you, yeah. ma'am. You got that done. Um, she leaves <laughs> the cap off the end. The batteries slide out as soon as she's done. It's, it's like a dead man switch for your vibrator. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, an emergency brake on it. <laughs> like the this my kid is... entered button. Yeah, this vibrator is only activated by the warmth of a, a nice wet hole. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here, we found it. I we mean, found the line. We found it. Oh, and we're, we're going to keep going. It's immediately stopped by the sound of children's cries, voices, screams. I mean, uh, children are the least horny thing ever, and so oh. good, because, ugh. I mean, it, it's not easy to be to be the head of a household and to to have all this responsibility and find a way to open yourself up to other people sexually i'm not surprised it's you know she's so she's so buttoned up like this oh absolutely and uh you know as you were saying the the uh hole in the wall looks like the <laughs> vagina that all it these roaches yeah. are coming out of I don't think that's uh, a coincidence. I well, think it did disappear uh, as soon as child services showed up. Again, children cancel out horniness, always and mm-hmm. forever, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is weird because they come from horniness. Oh, purple. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh, I would also like to talk about the fact that this was written and directed by a woman and yes. also produced by two women. Oh, yes. um, and I think that that is huge in this movie, like so, so telling about this movie. The movie is all about motherhood. Yeah. Really, and it also, really is about. Oh, my God. And it's it's about, I don't know, there are just so many horror movies and just movies wherever there's a bad mom, she is the villain. And this is a movie where Very you sympathize with her from absolutely. the beginning. Absolutely. You see from from birth how difficult this is. I mean, they always say motherhood is the hardest job in the world, and it's the worst paying. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. For sure, it's and, the worst paying. Oh, and to go through that 
along with a trauma. Mm-hmm. At least in Australia, they have paid maternity leave. I'm pretty sure we're the only country that in the developed world that doesn't have paid maternity leave. I did not know that about Australia. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't surprise me about America. That's, that checks out. That math adds up. <laughs> so there's a uh, trauma. There's a Baba Duke that this movie is ostensibly about. But then there's a depressed mom, a depressed, sexually repressed mm-hmm. mom, who the movie really puts through the ringer. And I love, mm-hmm. I love Essie Davis's performance. It is oh. top tier. It's up there with Tony Collette and Hereditary. I just love it. Oh, so much. yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, oh my God, she's phenomenal, and so uh, so is um, the actor who plays Sam, the little boy. Mm-hmm. I I oh, just I can't. See. Yes, thank you. I just can't imagine what it was like trying to get some of those things out of him. Like he has a a seizing yeah, fit at one point. Yeah, he has a seizing fit, and he's going hard. He's going all in. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, these two characters are, these two actors carry the entire film, and mm-hmm. both of them were equally incredible, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Um, so I heard, I was doing some research, and I read this incredible theory yeah. about the Babadook um, that I can't stop thinking about. So at the uh, funeral party with all of the horrible suburban moms, uh, they mentioned that she used to be a writer. Um, right. She wrote children's books. Oh, did they say she wrote children's books? They said, yeah, oh, she said some articles and some I must have missed it when she destroyed that suburban housewife's asshole. Exactly. Everything else in that, shadow, or in that scene was completely overshadowed mm-hmm. by her dragging that woman. Oh, it's phenomenal. And also the so, scene that's happening concurrently in the treehouse, by the end of which you're like, <gasps> she deserved to be pushed out of a tree. She <laughs> honestly, I'm upset that her nose was only broken in three places. <laughs> For the oh, sins of the so mother too, because Claire, Auntie Claire is terrible. Well, I mean, she said something. The this five year old, or sorry, seven year old, says something about um, how she doesn't like going over his house because it's depressing. No seven-year-old knows that. She's clearly repeating what her mom said. Yeah, they learn. Yes, she's absolutely learning this from her mother. It is taught. And I understand mm-hmm. that if you, it's not your responsibility to bear somebody else's burdens if they, you know, are very slowly recovering and if they're mm-hmm. displaying what you see as toxic behavior while they're recovering, it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of true that somebody's misery doesn't have to be your burden, but she is so closed off already by the time we meet her that I simply have no no sympathy for her or her dumb princess daughter. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And that's completely true. I mean, you can't help someone who won't help themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, being the only person who can be there for her and also I feel like there is no regard for the fact that Amelia is raising Sam completely on her own Mm -hmm. she doesn't like accepting help from anyone other than like she has people offering like the old mm -hmm. next door neighbor and Robbie at work Robbie 
Oh, he's so sweet. Poor Robbie. Um, but yeah, and it just seems I don't know if if that's the situation and she's raising him alone and you're his aunt. I think it's okay if maybe you try to help this kid too. You know, yeah. don't but just it put is, all the blame also, on her. It is also true that this child is a handful. Like oh. he is, he is enough work for three parents, and mm-hmm. she's she's trying to get help from the school and from her family, and they're not giving it to her. And then when Robbie, bless his heart, is like, "Hey, I," you know, when he says to her, "You don't have to be fine," and she oh. rebuffs him, I was like, "Yes." A damn hero. But then I thought about it. I'm like, maybe she's the hero for like keeping him out of this situation. Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as he gets, as soon as he walks into her house, he's like, oh boy. <laughs> he's like, I was not prepared for she's this. Like, this she's like, you wreck. think, she's like, you think you can, you think you can handle it, but baby, you got a big mm. storm coming your you way. Got- You've got another thing coming, honey. No, right. <laughs> um, oh wait. So this the theory. So yes, the yes. theory when um, Sam when Sam pulls the book mm-hmm. off of the shelf, she doesn't say like where did this come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says where did you get this. So the theory is that she wrote the book. Holy shit! I know. That's. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I mean, she is. There's just so many. I mean, that would be. Yeah, there's so many layers to it. I mean, especially if you look at the drawings in the book themselves. Um, the the door that he keeps coming out of looks identical to the basement door that she keeps on saying, "You can't go down there. That's where all your dad's things are." Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he lived. Exactly, and they look like the characters in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, there's something I think there's something to be said about how Sam keeps blaming all of his behaviors on the book. Um, like, oh, well, the Baba Duke is doing this, so the Baba Duke will do that, and that's why I'm destroying our health or whatever. And I think that it could be said that uh, as the Baba Duke, quote unquote, is the source of his anxiety, so are her actions. It's and like so the fact that she created trauma. it, exactly. The uh, fact that she created this is what is leading into his anxiety and fueling it and causing yeah. it. After they read the book, um, a little bit more plot info, after they read the book, mm-hmm. the strange occurrences, of course, start beginning. And it's never clear if she's, you know, just losing her mind or if there's really like a malevolent spirit birthed out of trauma that is haunting them and you couldn't you could watch the movie either way it's still it's still a worthy watch and but oh no i forgot what i was gonna say never mind i like the theory though (laughs) that she wrote the book oh yes yes i was gonna talk about fairy tales because the babadook is it seems like it's presented almost as a fairy tale but she's she's saying like why can't we read another nice fairy tale but if you actually read fairy tales you understand how fucked up they are right away yeah. like some fairy tales are the most fucked up oh my god yeah what is uh the little mermaid doesn't she like 
die. Yeah. She she uh, the transformation is apparently so painful that it feels like she's walking on knives. Like this, oh, <laughs> they describe oh her tra- her legs as like she's in constant pain. Oh my god! <laughs> With these legs, I'm like, wait, what? Why? How is this for children? How? <laughs> It's like, well, yeah. you can have legs, but they're going to feel like uh, they're on fire. And, you know, it's just Forever. it's just the thing that happens when you grow legs <laughs> out of your fishtail. These are the things they don't tell you Disney. about. <laughs> yeah, no. That and uh, what's the other? Oh, um, Little Red Robin Hood. Yeah. Little, Little Red, Red Robin. Riding Hood. Did you say Little Red Robin say- Hood? Oh, my God. I was mixing <laughs> <laughs> up Robin Hood. Red oh, Robin God. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, we're on a uh, day forty-eight of quarantine here, people. Oh um, <laughs> what is? What but yeah, the whole point on? is like, <laughs> uh, what is? Oh yeah, don't have sex or a wolf will eat you. Mm-hmm. That's the whole shtick there. I mean, is that what the that path is? Really... Is the path virginity? Is <laughs> don't stray from the path, and she does, oh. and that's how the wolf gets her, and the wolf, yeah, is chlamydia. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, Look boy. out, everyone. That's it, um. This child does seem to be living in a fairy tale. Sometimes he he makes an awful lot of bow and arrows out of found objects. This child is making weapons. Mm-hmm. Red. Which flag. also, yeah. That I mean, that, one of his first lines is like, "I'm gonna kill the monster and smash his head in." Yeah, which he is has that little nothing's gonna story. harm you moment. He's oh got a yes. Toby moment when he says, "Hey, oh. I'm gonna build a, I'm gonna build a catapult that I'm gonna use to break a monster's now... jaw, and then shove my hand down its throat and pull out its <laughs> beating heart, and I'm gonna do that for you, mom." Oh, oh, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that that point of the movie where he starts saying, like, he stops saying that he's scared and starts saying, "I'm gonna protect you." Hmm. I think that's a huge turning point. Um, do you think it's him so, saying that he wants to bear some of the collective trauma himself, like he's old enough to do it, or, or? Oh, because at the end of the film, they talk about his father more openly, and that's it. They make they do, a point to also, say that he speaks his mind, and they talk honestly and openly about even the things that are painful. Yes. Especially, and not only talking about his father, but also, like, you know, depression. I mean, um, it's, you know, symbolized as the Babadook, but she deals with it every day, they say, and she says some days are better than others, Um, and she speaks about that openly with him at the end, Uh, but the entire beginning of the movie, there was that one scene he's talking to the neighbor next door and he uh, says uh, Mrs. Rose has Parkinson's and that's why she shakes. Right. Uh, And we talked about that and his mother says, you know, you don't have to say everything that's on your mind. Right. Um, So it is a huge transition. But then the old lady knows what's up because she's like, he says, he just says what's on his Mm -hmm. mind. Like he's, he's just speaking honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Which also, like, yeah, that's probably, kids have questions, that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and um, it is a huge transition and kind of interesting to see kind of 
I don't know. One of my favorite things, I mean, we're kind of skipping forward here to the end, but talking about how they don't destroy the monster. No, they live with it. They live with it and deal with it every day. You got it. Sometimes that's what, I mean, I don't think that there's, there's probably not a day that goes by that she doesn't think of her husband. Like if somebody that close to you was taken away from you that soon, there's not a, a, there are very few days where you don't at least think of them at least once. That doesn't go away. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's just a really well-crafted way of showing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot you of can... movies, when it comes to like grief and depression and stuff, mm-hmm. there are a lot of movies that will, um, I don't know, either pretend like it's something that can like be solved and then we live happily ever after. And You can vanquish uh, a demon. Exactly. And it's a pretty spectacular ending in that um even you you know the what were you gonna say sometimes you can't vanquish them sometimes you just gotta keep them in the basement and feed them dirt once in a while (laughs) exactly give them throw them a worm every now and then oh so that's another one of the uh you can feed your trauma yeah a while (laughs) like a sourdough starter you gotta feed it once in a while and again don't let it get too smelly though or the entire apartment (laughs) will stink have you been making bread or anything to not go to the Um, grocery store as often um i honestly have been ordering a lot Mm -hmm. but i did Mm -hmm. make actually yes so this past weekend i made hummus i made two types of hummus i made baba ganoush and i made tzatziki that was that lasted me a while what about you have you been baking and stuff well, my fiance has been like making a lot of sourdough, which he had been doing already before all this started. And so now we're making pita and sourdough and we made hummus and um, it's getting close to dinner time. Is that why I stumbled onto a food, <laughs> <laughs> a food thread? Oh I don't God. know. Um, that sounds amazing. Though. Oh, oh, when they're, when they're eating and the glass shows up in her food, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I did not understand that. That was the one thing that, because she realizes that there's glass in her uh, soup, I guess. It looks like ice cream. Oh, porridge, yes. (gasps) Fairy tale. There you go. Again. There you go. And, yeah, no, I didn't understand. There was only glass in hers, and Sam says it was the Babadook. What is the Babadook? So did she do it? Did he do it? She, she blames him for a lot of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. She, she very readily blames him, which, you know, there's probably a it lot to unpack out. there because they were on the way to give birth to him when the tragedy struck. So there. Oh, yeah. There has to she be definitely blames blame him for. To, mm-hmm. you know, contend with, even though, of course, it's not his fault. Of course. And I think. Um, and the weapons too that he makes are quite fairy tale like bow and arrow, catapults. They're medieval. Mm-hmm. And then also we also see a lot of um, like when she's watching TV. There's multiple times that we see a wolf. Um, same with the fairy tale at the beginning that she's reading him. Yeah, a lot of uh, she reads him a princess book at one point, and then they go to party. the princess party. Yeah, yes. so much fairy tale going on, and yet it's a very gray world that it happens in. That's probably one of the 
biggest juxtapositions mm-hmm. that makes this film so interesting is to see these fairy tale happenings in a world that's very bleak. And also very much on the outside looking in, um, which again, we see at that party uh, where she is considered different and uh, what do they call her? A disadvantaged woman? Oh. Oh, man. Thank God she drags them. <laughs> when, they, when they were like, oh, you, I work with disadvantaged women too. And she's like, oh, oh well, thank you so much for... <laughs> Oh, wow, fuck you, thank you. Did I come for your wig today? No, but I will, and I'm going to snatch it. I'm going to snatch it completely all the way off. You start something, you better fucking finish it. (laughs) Either follow through or don't at all. If if you're willing to dish it out, you better be willing to take it, ma'am. It's... Oh, my God. It's not that... It's not that she's a bad mom or he's a bad child. It's just that they're both dealing with a lot. The school is very unhelpful but then again he does bring a weapon to school yeah and and (laughs) i will say that school is one of the um symbols of authority that we see throughout this movie Mm -hmm. and every time that we see any kind of authority it is against amelia so we see the the heads of the school Yes, um, her boss is mean, doesn't like her. Um, oh, and then there's the police. She goes to the police and she says um, that she's being stalked. And right they from the get-go. Police her at all. Exactly. Yeah. They treat her like a, a manic woman, which, yeah. I mean. Well, she's doing some fair. things. She's, <laughs> she's behaving erratically. Fair, she might have needed that at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, straight from the beginning. And it's just very, oh, and then she crashes the car into uh, the man who's wearing a suit and he just starts screaming at her. Oh, man. Again, she was driving on the wrong side of the street. So, well, yeah, because again. Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was weird. It was already the wrong side of the street because they do everything backwards down there. Yes. Just she's kidding. It at- would be so much better to live there right now than live here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I wish I had lived in kind of New Zealand too. There's oh, a, also, uh, what were you going to say? There's a, a television series in Australia that Essie Davis stars in. I, I mm-hmm. was introduced to her through Baba Duke, but then I found the series called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. And she plays this modern woman in the 1920s who solves mysteries and seduces lots and lots of handsome men so like she's getting shit done and she's keeping her dick appointments on lock so <laughs> i love that for it's, her she's it's a wonderful gold. show my god and in it she what has jet black hair so it's really weird Ooh. to see her with blonde hair and then in in and no makeup and in miss fisher's murder mysteries she's got jet black hair and her and her eyeshadow and lip is always impeccable like she is beat yeah she's in her miss fisher drag i have to watch this i yeah i have not branched into australian um media but i would imagine until now here we are and there's um one of my favorite things speaking of that is that while she's scrolling through the tv there's like this whole scene that they're watching a show about like kangaroos and um koala bears i was like well like do you need to watch a show about that you can just go outside You know that they're, like, on your front lawn right yeah, now, right? Yeah, you can just look out your window and learn all about them. 
You don't need TV. Yeah. Don't. This child, though, I mean, uh, he, it's so clear that he needs a creative outlet and that, you know, the great Martin's DVD school of magic is just not cutting it anymore. Oh my God. And I love oh, the great Martin's. I know. I will show you how. I love it. And it's so like 1980s ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. But I do like but, that by the end of the movie, she's encouraging both his magic, or sorry, illusions, and <laughs> she's encouraged, she's even encouraging his weapons, because for a seven-year-old, he's building some very impressive machinery. Yes, he's using it for thing. violence, but he's doing it very well. <laughs> like evil genius, but genius nonetheless. So she finally, but she finally starts encouraging his weird little hobbies, and that's so important because she helps him to channel his creative energy into something that's, you know, less violent. Because he does that beautiful magic trick at the end with the dove. He speaks to me. And I will also say, oh my God, I didn't even catch that. God, this movie is phenomenal. So I will say, oh. Yeah, and they come in handy. There is a part where she tries to feed him another tranquilizer, and he and does his trick to yes. not take it. See, magic can be used yeah. for good. And I think it was, I mean, call me crazy, but I think the magic might have had a part in him. Um, did he trip her? Yes, tripped her down the stairs. It was like Home Alone style. Oh, yeah, he made was a really, trap. Yeah, yeah, he went all out, and um, you know, again evil genius but still pretty smart for a seven-year-old kid i'm just glad that she finally starts encouraging it it was obvious like this child needs needs art like he needs tim burton or else he's gonna grow up to disrespect (laughs) women as much as tim burton does (laughs) it's true though but if this child grows up seeing his movies he may think that he can you know channel his rage into something better so that he doesn't grow up to become a magician incel <laughs> that he doesn't grow up to be what is his name martin martin the the great martin. martin's dvd school the great magic. martin <laughs> or worse joker <laughs> or worse the birthday party mine or worse that birthday party mine <laughs> that truly would be the worst That's terrible Oh, also, speaking of all of the symbolism, um, so they keep on talking about how it's about to be his birthday, right. and he's about to turn seven, so they kept on repeating it, so I looked it up, um, seven is a number, especially in the Bible, of Ooh. completeness or perfection. Oh, uh, we're getting into the numerology. Yeah, I know, I went, I dug a little deep, Love it. but <laughs> at and this he's movie, a Scorpio, kind of, so that means, no. Yeah, <laughs> So he's very, uh, he's very seven. No, um, it's number seven. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of, it's digging pretty deep, but mm-hmm. this movie is just so. Why not? Cool it was a choice. Mm-hmm. The director who also wrote it, um, you know, did it for a reason. I, um, did they change his birthday? Did they say that they were going to celebrate on a different day than the actual day of his birth? So. Yes. So um, at the beginning, they say that every year they have celebrated on a day other than his birth, because uh, what is her name? His cousin. Her oh, birthday is that what? Is Ruby. Like... Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, mm-hmm. and her name is even her name peach. is a fucking gem. Um, 
but yeah, That's he her. would share. Oh, okay. He would share his birthday party with her so that they wouldn't have to do it on the day of his father's death. Gotcha. 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 Exactly. So yeah, this is uh, at the end. We find out the first year that he actually has a party on his birthday. Um, yeah. Just choose your own. Like he can, he gets to choose his own birthday now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. God, I just love this movie so much. I just hope that Ruby and Claire were not invited. And that instead, Amelia invited the chosen family of, like, Robbie and the lady next door. And it was just the four of them. (laughs) Oh, I wonder. I wonder if Robbie, like, would say yes or if he'd be like, oh, I got a thing. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad we don't explore Robbie too much because, you know, it's, it's clear that this is a battle that you know, the two of them, the mother and son, are fighting themselves. And if they had just mm-hmm. been, you know, saved by some woodsman from outside of their world, going back to Red Robin Hood, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it would have, yeah, it would have undermined the whole thing. But of course, Jennifer Kent is, is much too wise to do something like that. Exactly. Um, and I think that um, it is nice to see she could have done that. I mean, he is uh, is probably the healthiest person in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, says that he'll cover for her so that she can have time for herself for the first time in probably years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he comes over, he brings over a model plane, I think, for Robin. Yeah, which is, which is very naive of him to just bring a toy that... <laughs> hasn't he was like i thought it was cool when i but that's the trap that all these all these well-meaning dudes fall into where they're like i'm just gonna get him something that i liked when i was his age and he goes actually no i enjoy making bow and arrows and curb stomping evil spirits that's true that is very fair yeah he's like oh it's not monster related bye yeah no get him a sword but also yeah But also he is, I will say that's like a a model, like you have to assemble that, you have to put that together. Yeah, that's not a toy, that's work. Exactly, which is what Robbie does. He puts things together. So it's like, I could see, I could see that being a thing. He, uh, I could see that being a more positive use of his energy (laughs) than smashing in people's heads, you know? Absolutely. You could totally, (laughs) maybe he'll grow up to build planes. You know, Instead of being um, Tim Burton. <laughs> once, once airports become a thing again. Oh, remember them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Amy Maniscalco, we've unfortunately come to the end. Oh my gosh, so soon! I know. It seems that way, oh. doesn't it? But when we add together all three parts, it'll be a wonderful miniseries. It'll all be four three hours parts. long. <laughs> So I must ask you. You're welcome, world. Right. Uh, I must ask you, did you gag on this film? Oh, many a time. You gagged many a time. Nice. Mm-hmm. I and I mean, in the best way possible. In the be- Yeah, I mean, I always ask if it was a good gag or a bad gag, because both can be correct. And I- there were some bad gags, which yes, only Bugsy made the, the good gags better. better. <laughs> that poor oh. dog deserved way better. Warning to those of you who don't like, you know, things like that. Hard. It's so hard seeing that part, but it's weird how you know, I would say we're we're easier seeing like humans, even children, like be butchered on screen. But as soon as it's a family pet, it's not okay. Oh, it is not acceptable. 
oh my god even like yes family pets but even like other animals it's like oh my god that poor cow or that poor pig but then when it's like if that animal has a name all bets are off mm. that's hurts at least it costs but... her a tooth <laughs> when she does it she <laughs> oh immediately god. pulls out one of her own teeth and i'm like yeah you should yeah yes you deserve that you man. should hurt yourself Oh, God. All right. Yeah, so justice for Bugsy, but otherwise, would you gag mm-hmm. on this movie again? Oh, absolutely. You know, the bad gags only make the good gags better. And you can't have one without the other. You gotta live with your bad gags. You gotta put them in the basement with your Baba Dukes. Isn't that what this movie taught us? Bad gags and Baba Dukes, you know? <laughs> bad noms and broomsticks. Bad gags and Baba Dukes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so, so much for having me on to talk about this amazing movie. Thank you for I'm coming so all the honored. way from Chicago. Oh, of course. I mean, so, it was such a trek. I'm so glad you could do that. I'm so glad you were <laughs> able to join me and gag on this With film. With all the time in the world. Oh my gosh. Gay icon that's, awesome. that's gayer than people really even know. Oh, Baba Duke, the queer hero we all needed. It kind of, yeah. <laughs> It is a little strange that he's a gay icon, but he's also the manifestation of trauma. But what else is more on brand for us, really? It is. It he would be our. He would be our mascot. Our he, 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 he absolutely deserves the mantle. So, on he is that the mascot of our people. Excellent. We cracked it. And on that note, Amy, thank you so so much. Thank you so much. I'm so oh, glad goodness. to have you. And until, I'm so, so honored. Do you, oh, oh, of course. Um, how can people find you on social media and, uh, you know, plug, plug all your shit? Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, of course, now I'm forgetting uh, who I am. Instagram. So, um, Instagram. That's actually, sorry, please hold. What is my Instagram handle? <laughs> I, I am literally looking up what my Instagram <laughs> handle is. So, um. You can find me at www.amymaniscalco.com, which I will now have to uh, update because it's been a month. Um, Instagram, follow me at Amy Maniscalco. And I think on Twitter, I'm at Amy Maniscalco. Uh, but who really knows? Just who knows go down the Amy rabbit hole and find out. <laughs> Garbage barge of a website. <laughs> no, it's Twitter. Oh, God. Well, and well you can yeah. follow me on Twitter, too on that garbage barge of a website follow me at joshua simon says you can also go to joshua simon says.com i don't think i've updated it since 1903 oh, but those days. i know and <laughs> you can also fi- find me on instagram at joshua simon says you should rate and subscribe this podcast so that more people listen to it you should go as soon as comedy reopens in chicago go see amy performing all over town and you know speak it into existence Mm -hmm. and until then it'll happen someday someday (laughs) anything else you want to say before we sign off oh no i'm just so so grateful that you invited me to be on here thank you so much i'm so happy so much fun i think you're very funny i think you're absolutely a treat to have around so i hope the world just keeps seeing more of you oh you too darling and i hope that i get to see more of you once this whole craziness is over i know but it's so cool in chicago why would anyone oh yeah it is come in the summer it's beautiful all righty and in hope of a beautiful chicago summer we now say
Bye.